Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys here on ESPN Rochester. Welcome back to the program. Brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. We're joined now by Chad Robichaud. Now, Chad is the president and founder of Mighty Oaks Warrior Foundation. Chad is also an ordained pastor. He has a Ph.D. and MBA. He is a best-selling author. He's done eight tours in Afghanistan. He's a former MMA world champion, a special operations force recon marine, and a Medal of Valor recipient. That is a very impressive list. Thanks for joining us, Chad. How are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing great. Good to be here. I'm excited to get to New York this week. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Hey, man, I was taken back to see the statistics that I saw on your website associated with post-traumatic stress disorder. 23 veteran per day suicide rate and a 90% divorce rate. Why don't we hear more about this problem? You know, uh, I think people are just uncomfortable talking about the the reality of it. Uh, you know, if you bring up you bring up issues like this, then you know, then you think, you think it would be associated with someone having to do something about it. So it's almost easier not to talk about. Those are incredible numbers. Now, you and your family fought through PTSD. Can you uh, can you share a little bit what that was like? Yeah, I mean, uh, I I'd, I'd like to say when I came home from the last tour in two thousand seven is when it started, but. And I believe it you know, started early, earlier on, just through my life of uh, you know the job and deploying overseas and the things that we you know as a you know in the special operations community uh, working in isolated environments and just the demand of deploying over and over and over again it started to wear on me and I became this kind of bitter and cold person. Started uh, you know changing the way I interacted with my family as far as uh, disassociating myself be more comfortable in Afghanistan than I was back at home and just wanting to be there constantly and kind of shelving my humanity, feeling like I had to make the decision to put my humanity and my, my Christianity and my faith on a shelf and to do my job in Afghanistan. And, you know, that it eventually caught up with me and came home in 2007, was diagnosed with a post-traumatic stress disorder. And I, I truly had no idea what it was at the time. I, you know, I always make the joke when I speak that you know, when I, heard, when I was told I had PTSD, I thought it was something I contracted um, from the local food or something. I had no idea what what it was, and, but it, it, you know, it, it uh, almost destroyed my family. We went down this three-year downward spiral, and um, you know, and we got, it all came crashing down. My wife and I got I, I got um, moved out of the home. We got separated uh, for about three months, and uh, and you know, almost lost everything that was most important to me. During that during that three years, however, everything looked really successful. I was able to I was able to make it look good on the surface because I didn't want anybody to know I had problems. So I kind of uh, found ways to hide them. One one was uh, uh, through my um, experience as an athlete. You know, I've been a, a martial arts and wrestled my whole life, and even before going to Afghanistan, um, I was already competing as a professional MMA fighter. So I just really dove into that and opened the school. I had about um, a thousand students and. Uh, I was fighting on Showtime and Strike Force and main event on Bellator and some really big venues. I was undefeated, and everyone um, kind of lifted me up and told me everything I wanted to hear. But uh, I didn't have anybody in my life really at the time that told me the things I needed to hear. And uh, and I really um, isolated myself. And it was just a big fake facade, you know, of, of success. But underneath uh, all that, I was really struggling. I was, uh, you know, felt felt very weak for having failed. I felt I thought I had felt I had failed at my job. As a you know in in Afghanistan, and 
it it all came crashing down. My wife uh, brought me divorce papers, and she uh, she told me she said, uh, "How can you do the things you did? And, you know, deployed, be willing to die for your country." Um, how could you train for the fight? She watched me train for MMA fights and see how hard the work ethic it took to get ready for an MMA fight, especially like losing weight, cutting the weight. And she's like, how could you do all these things? And it comes to your family, you'll quit. And, uh, you know, I had, and she was right. I had, I had quit on the most important things in my life. And uh, one of the first things was uh, my, my faith had been just totally rattled and I lost my faith. And, and uh, my health, I quit on my own health. I quit on my um, my role as a husband and my role as a as a father. I quit on all the most important things in my life. And it was just something to reflect on. And uh, it was a very low moment in my life. And I, but I knew at that time that I had to take the same tools and skills and disciplines that had made me successful in my professional life because I had been pretty successful in my professional life. I take those take those things and apply them where it mattered most. Was it that and, moment uh, that uh, that was at the rock bottom moment where that you know that realization of all that you've been uh, fighting against was working against you? Is is that when you started to recover from this? Yeah, that, that was my that was definitely my rock bottom moment. I mean, that time my wife and I were apart uh, was probably the time that I was most uh, most suicidal. Um, I, I wanted to, you know, I thought. Um, just like most of the other veterans that you see 23 a day, I, I thought that my family's life would be easier without me. Um, I didn't want to face the issues that I, were, that I was dealing with. I didn't want to go to a counselor. I didn't want a doctor. I didn't want to be stuck on a bunch of pills. Uh, that, you know, I had friends that were, and I see these guys now, they're you know, 23 pills a day, 25 pills a day for, for PTSD. I didn't want to be living that way. So, um, you know, you, you start thinking there's no hope, there's no way out. And, and I was there. And, um, but, you know, a good friend to work with, he says uh, rock bottom ended up being a pretty good foundation to build on. And, uh, you know, that's where we were. We, we, we were right there at rock bottom. And when I made this, these decisions, I, um, I I was 180 degrees. Uh, uh, it was 180 degrees in my life, and I made a, a pretty drastic uh, change, and, and, uh, and I committed to it. And it wasn't, it wasn't easy, but, um, but it, you know, looking back, it was, it was worth it. And, um, you know, not only, not only, uh, did I get better, but it became the foundation to build uh, to build our uh, to build our ministry off of. How did you? Uh, you mentioned that you were in, you were involved in MMA prior to Afghanistan. How did you first get involved in MMA as as a professional? You know, I I'm probably like a, a lot different than different generation of the MMA fighter as a, a lot of the young guys today. Um, I mean, I've been competing for I've been a professional. So, since um, 1999, I think it my first professional fight. So for me, I, you know, wrestling and uh, doing martial arts as a kid, I competed my whole life. So competing in MMA was never like, I want to be a professional MMA fighter one day. It was just a natural progression. I just competed and I competed. And uh, there was a next level of competition. And, you know, there was a point in my life in, in the late 90s where, you know, I'd, I had uh, had the opportunity to compete in these uh, kind of mixed events that were called... Uh, they were called Pancrase or NHB in the holds barred at the time, and they were really uh, wasn't on the high-profile level that they are now. And uh, so I competed. I competed that way, and, uh, and then one day I was you know, competing that way as an amateur, and one day I had a friend come and say, hey, there's this tournament, this four-man tournament, and you can compete in, and they'll actually pay you to do it, and there's, there's going to be doctors there even, which was like a big plus from the things that I had been competing in. So uh, <laughs> and unbeknownst to me, it was, it was a professional event and uh you know i didn't even know it was a professional i competed as a professional until after the fact so much different than now i never had intentions to be uh you know 
be on television fighting in a, as a professional athlete, but uh, it just it just ended up that way. And um, I really love the sport. There's a our sport has a lot of very uh, positive people in it. Very um, a lot of sportsmanship, a lot of loyalty and respect toward as martial artists. So um, yeah, I've been very, very proud to be a part of it and watch it grow and and become more accepted. Now you retired, is that correct? I've retired several times. Oh, <laughs> you should have read Leonard. <laughs> yeah, I retired several times. I'm 38 years old. I, I, I fought this last October. Uh, I fought Andrew Yates um, on, on NBC Sports. He's a he was undefeated, 24 uh, year old. Uh, you know, and, and um, the opportunity has presented itself several times to put you know to both put my ministry on center stage and, and what we do on center stage. Uh, you know, on a network like NBC Sports or NBC or uh you know mtv showtime all those opportunities have presented themselves hd net as well and you know it's it's so it's hard to say no uh, however um you know getting to do things like kingdom bound that i'm going to get to do this weekend those are other ways also that i'm getting to do public speaking uh, i do a lot of public speaking in churches so i get to you know spread the message of what we do in those ways as well and yeah. there has to be a point that i have to hang up those gloves eventually and uh you know i'm, I'm thinking right now um, and maybe have one more, two more fights, or, or, or you know, maybe I'm, I'm done. I don't, I don't know. So every time I say I'm done, I end up, I end up jumping in there again. I am on contract with NBC still to, to, uh, to fight for them. So uh, it's just a great opportunity to get out there, and, and, and I still love competing. I'm a competitor. Uh, I don't think uh, if you're a true competitor, I don't think you're ever ready to retire. You've mentioned your ministry. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah. So we. Um, we started the uh, Mighty Oaks Warrior programs. Uh, as we started off as a foundation, and eventually just became a set of programs. and And we basically built these programs off of the the story I told you about myself. You know, we we take the you take the principles of uh, of these skills and disciplines that a, that a military guy has, the ability to uh, you know to to orientate themselves towards a goal and, and attack it and, and be successful at, uh, at accomplishing it and put it into the things that matter most in their life to learn the, what, what are the most important things in my life that I'm, that I'm willing to fight for and, and how do I do that. And uh, we, we partnered with a guy named uh, Tear Screen, who's a phenomenal men's pastor. This was right when we started the ministry. And um, it started off as a, as, as a veterans men's ministry for PTSD. And basically what we're doing is the same thing that, that I did was you know, identifying what what it what it is in our life that we're, that we're willing to fight for and worth fighting for. You know, for most of us, it would be you know our, our faith and our family and our health and and those things. And uh, so the way we the approach we've taken was was coming up with this program called Fight Club. And you know, again, identifying what things in life are worth fighting for. We looked at a the, the basically a blueprint a blueprint of what a man is uh, in in accordance to the Bible. So who God created us to to be, and we contrast that to our to our life. Uh, power life that we're living in. and and looking at that contrast, you find out the areas that you're weak in, and um, through put through peers, peers, uh, and peer mentorship, and and fight and putting the plans together, kind of figure out ways figure out ways for each of the guys to move towards to move towards uh, strengthening these areas, and and when you do that, PTSD becomes a small thing. You know, if I uh, if I give a, a guy who came back from Afghanistan, he's just a mess with PTSD, and I give him all the proper coping. Uh, coping skills and whatever psychologists recommend for him to do, they don't work because the guy just doesn't want to want to do them. He's got PTSD. He's, he's messed up, um, so he doesn't want to do these. Things. He doesn't want to implement these skills. So we um, we kind of take a step back from PTSD and go a little bit deeper into um, who the guy is by 
uh, on an everyday basis. How does he manage his time? What's character defined? In, how does he define character? How does he? Um, what's discipline look like in his life? How does he manage his money? How does he look? Like, how does he look at the value of possessions? Uh, how does he manage his marriage and those types of things? If you can manage those things in your life and be more in line with who God created us to be, then uh, PTSD becomes a very easy thing to deal with. Chad, you talk about your your faith. Can you share with us how you first came to meet Jesus as Savior? Well, I started off as a Christian as a young teenager. I had a, some, I grew up a pretty rough childhood and had a family that was a that that was a friend that I was friends of one of the sons and. They went to a, a, a Christian church, so I followed in the church in a you know, more stable, more stable family environment than I, than I had. I followed them to church and 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 uh, was introduced to Christ there. And and I, I think when I got married, I was me, me and my wife were, you know, we were uh, 18 and 19 years old, so we we're really young. And she had almost the same similar experience. So we started off our, our marriage uh, going to church, and but we really never had an intimate relationship with God. We never really knew what it meant to truly um, to truly be obedient to God because we didn't have that model. Um, for us, you know, being a young married couple, we didn't have a good example of what a marriage looked like and, and those things. So it was really it was a really shallow relationship. So when things got really hard, uh, you know, bring Afghanistan into picture and those deployments for four years, when things got really hard, our foundation our faith the foundation of our faith wasn't able to stand up. Um, so it wasn't until coming home and really following our faith and uh, and and learning, you know what a what a true relationship meant as a Christian and with Christ, and uh, so it took me putting some good mentors in my life, um, some good strong Christian men that actually showed me what that was, show me what a man of God is supposed to look like, show us what um, a marriage covenant in in a relationship with Christ is supposed to look like, and uh, so that didn't happen until you know later years of my life in 2007 uh, was when we really fell fell hard and it was you know three years after that in 2010 when we before we started um really getting an understanding of what a what it meant to, um to actually live a live the christian life and live a, a life by uh by design the life that god intended for us to live the power of solid discipleship now you're speaking several times this upcoming week i got the list here what uh what can people expect to hear when you when you share with them you know, we're gonna. Um, Kathy and I are gonna talk together. When when Kathy and I uh, speak together, she's gonna she's gonna be able to speak more on the uh, on the side of a wife, a wife having gone through the hardships of a the hardships of a you know a husband that wasn't you know living in his role as as a uh, as a man of God. Um, the hardships that we we're gonna we're gonna speak together about um, our separation, what that looked like, and their and the redemption that came in it. And you know, Kathy. Uh, loves to speak about forgiveness she loves um she could she just um i mean she just has a, this forgiving heart but it comes from a perspective that wasn't some naive girl that was just uh you know quick to jump back into a relationship she uh she had to seek true forgiveness and uh and true understanding to be able to see me the way god sees me and um and there was a lot of uh healing that take, take has taken place so kathy's going to speak a lot about about that i'm going to speak about um i'm going to speak about my experience as a as a uh, as a military veteran, as an athlete, and the uh, the the good and bad, you know, we get out there and we speak, we speak about our, our hardships, we speak about the, uh, our weaknesses, you know, just like Paul did. You know, Paul Paul in the Bible talks about being able to boast. You know, he could have boasted, he could have bragged, he had every right to do so, but he spoke about his weakness because I think that's the power of testimony. We talk about our we talk about our hardships and the things that we struggle with, and we we glorify God in the in the in the ways that we recovered from it. 
and in uh, the power of uh, the power of healing, the power of prayer, the power of that uh, God that God uses to uh, transform our lives and use them and use them ultimately for His glory. And um, I believe everybody has a testimony when when they uh, when they go through a process of redemption and transformation. And ultimately, uh, you could use that testimony to fulfill your purpose that God has in your life. Well, what a blessing uh, to think. Chad, you know, when your marriage was on the rocks and you were you were struggling and now here your wife and you are traveling together at speaking engagements, that just speaks to the power of God and healing. And, man, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, if you want to hear Chad, he's going to be – I'm going to read this list. He's you got a lot of opportunities in this upcoming week. He'll be at Bethel Christian Fellowship on East Avenue in Rochester on Sunday, August 3rd at 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. He'll be at Kingdom Bound uh, Monday the 4th at 1.30 and 3 p.m., Tuesday at 4 p.m. and Wednesday at 4 p.m. And then he closes out his week here in New York at Victory Baptist in Fairport uh, Wednesday, August 6th at 6 p.m. Chad, how can people get involved in your ministry? Do you want to share your website? Can they buy books or DVDs, or how can they help you? Yeah, I mean, um, I I do have a a number one best-selling book. It's, uh, It's called Redeployed. And uh, you know, again, it talks about my story coming home and being redeployed to that new new fight when you get home. But uh, you know, the two ways that people could support us is one is Serving California. That's the organization that we run all our programs through at our ranch here in California. We bring veterans here and spouses. We bring them here for totally 100 uh, percent free to the veterans, free to the spouses, and we we uh, put them on the same path to healing that me and Kathy went down. So uh, Serving California is kind of our our parent organization to run our programs. Uh, MightyOaksWarriorPrograms.org is, is where uh, people can register for our programs and learn more about what we actually do. You know, you know in the, in the trenches and working with these guys, uh, we get about we get about thirty uh, veterans a month here at, here at the ranch. Wow. And most of them are active duty military, and again, they're all they're all all free. We, we cover everything. So. Well, what a very unique ministry. Um, I'm going to try and get out Sunday night. I'd love to hear you and your wife speak. Um, that sounds exciting. I want to thank you. It has been an honor to talk to you. Thanks for joining us again. Folks, I encourage you to get out and hear Chad. Uh, we'll read this list again towards the end of the program. But, Chad, thanks for joining us, and may God bless all that you're doing. Thank you so much. Hey, God bless you guys. I really hope to meet you in person down there. So if you're there, say hi, please. I'll do that. You're listening to Benson and those guys on ESPN Rochester.